The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut. Weekday mornings at 8. in the morning. So glad you could join us. 303-831-1340. Call or text us, folks, whatever is on your mind. My next guest has become a great friend of the show. He's been off for you know off the show for a few weeks. You know, it's it was a kind of a quiet time in the NFL, but camp is now two days away around the corner. So you gotta bring back Zach Seeger. Zach, how you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great. How are you, David? I too am well, my friend. So yeah, this is the beginning of the you know the time of the year that guys like you live for training camp reports, battles. Give me a big picture, then we'll start to look at some interesting stories. Give me a big picture now, as the cow- as the Cowboys. I apologize, everybody. As the Broncos, <laughs> as the Broncos head into training camp, give me sort of the big picture, thirty thousand foot overview of what's going on. Yeah, you know, I think the big thing is it's this coaching staff's first training camp and and Russell Wilson's first training camp with the team. Um, I, I think that's probably the biggest big picture thing. You know, how is this coaching staff going to do? When across the board, so many are stepping into n- new roles. Um, and then you have Russell Wilson, uh, of course, adjusting to new teammates. He's been doing some of that this offseason, but building that chemistry is going to be so huge so the Broncos um, can hit the ground running, which is going to be vital to their success this season because all sure. their easy games are front-loaded. Um, you know, I, I think the other big-picture thing is that the Broncos are very deep um, at a lot of different positions. Um, so just like looking at the depth chart, I think a lot of the starting spots are fairly solidified. That's not true everywhere, of course, but for the most part are pretty solidified. But a lot of those depth spots are up for grabs and are going to have tight competitions there because the Broncos have, you know, three, four good depth options. And it's going to come down to, OK, of these five interesting safeties or whatever, uh, which three are, are, are the best. And so I think that's going to be. Just generally speaking for fans, you know, you might get more bang for your buck if you're attending camp watching some of those really uh, exciting depth battles rather than uh, the big stars who are, are more solidified. Talk with Zach Seegers, uh, who does some great things for Mile High Sports. Zach, which group or position, however you want to phrase it, do you think is the deepest for the Denver Broncos heading into 2022? Yeah, two two jump out to me pretty um, immediately, and I I think that's the defensive line and the safety room. Um, Interior offensive line is up there too, actually. Um, Okay. If not for center being pretty shaky, Uh, uh, but the guard position is ridiculous. Focusing on, I think, safety and IDL because those are a little more fun. Uh, on the defensive line, you've got the two Joneses, Draymond and DJ, who I think are a really high end tandem. Um, Okay. Uh, solid, uh, well-established depth pieces at Mike Purcell and Deshaun Williams. McTelvin Ajim, who I think is one of the more interesting X-Factors to watch because when you look at the, his flashes and some of the analytics, it, it seems like he's uh, uh, potential has the potential to be an elite player. Um, but just the consistency, ha- consistency hasn't been there and he hasn't been good enough against the run, but he could be awesome. Um, and then you have two rookies uh, joining that group um, that I really like. Um so that that room seems to go eight deep, and then at safety, of course, you've got Simmons and Kajak, who everyone knows. Caden Stearns, who uh, I'm personally hoping he uh, is able to uh, enter the starting role this season because I think he was so impressive last year. Um, 
and then uh, DTY, the draft pick, DeLaren Turner, uh, Yell, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, shoot, uh, PJ Locke, of course. Um, so that's five right there. And then J.R. Reed was a, a free agent signing. Uh, Jamar Johnson, a draft pick last year that uh, people thought very highly of. Um, so uh, towards the back end of that room, that's going to be a, a really fascinating battle. You didn't mention the wide receiver room, and let's throw tight ends uh, in there with them. Let's just say pass catchers, not including running backs. Um, are you concerned about that pass catching room, or is it just so much depth around here they, they don't match up with the other groups you mentioned? What do you think about the wide receiver tight end room? I feel pretty good about the uh, – man, it's interesting. I, I feel good about the wide receiver depth. Um, my question at wide receiver is more with the top end guys. Um, not that I think they're bad players, but just, we don't know. I think what a lot of them are yet, you know, it can Cortland Sutton be 2019 Cortland Sutton if he can. And personally, I think he can be, but it's something we haven't seen yet. If he can, that's huge. Um, but it's still an unknown, uh, Jerry Judy, how is he going to fit with Russell Wilson? How are they going to use him in this offense? Um, and then can he kind of finally piece some things together? We heard, you know, during his rookie season, Hey, some of these struggles are, he's struggling to learn the playbook. He he's not picking it up super fast. Well, now he's having to learn another playbook. Um, and it's a fairly complex one. How's he doing with that? Um, so that's more. And then KJ Hamler, he's coming back from a torn ACL and a dislocated hip, I believe. Um, that's, that was a long time ago, but, uh, uh, how, how does he still have that same burst and that same, really unique movement ability. Um, those are more my questions. I think the depth is good. I think it's, that's going to be another really interesting battle. Um, but uh, yeah, just it, it, there's some too many question marks there for me. And then tight end. Uh, I don't love that they, they don't have a really great do-it-all guy. Like you've got Eric Saubert, who can be a really nice in-line tight end for them, which is going to be important in this system. But I do question Albert Okwe when I'm in that role. Greg Dulcich, the rookie, uh, hasn't gotten a lot of work in camp, and tight ends notoriously struggle to transition to the NFL game. Um, so now you're taking away some of his prep time in camp, and I think that's going to make the transition even more difficult. Still have a lot of faith for him or, or hope for him for his career, uh, but I don't know. I think it's uh, uh, the, the rookie season isn't going to be you know putting up gaudy numbers. Um, so I'm not concerned about it but I don't think uh, those positions really wow me in terms of depth. Okay, okay. Talking with Zach Seegers from Mile High Sports, talking a little Broncos. NFL camp is right around the corner, some starting today. Uh, Other than Russell Wilson, because he's, you know, the quarterback and the star and the new kid in town and Super Bowl winner, charismatic, you know, the whole nine yards. Give me a player or two that you are really, really curious about and really curious to follow during this training camp over the next two or three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned a couple of them uh, already. Uh, KJ Hamler, how's he moving out there? McTelvin Ajim, has he you know, maybe beefed up some to improve uh, his ability in the run game? Um, th- those really stand out to me, but I think the number one one for me has to be Baron Browning. What does this guy look like at edge? Um, because the Broncos have invested a lot in him. I think they've, you know, despite him being a later draft pick, they've invested more in Baron Browning at edge um, than they have in Nick Benito at edge because not only was that a third round pick, but you're effectively trading a starting linebacker for this backup edge player. Um, mm-hmm. So he better be a pretty dang good backup edge player. Um, and, and that's something I am really, really curious to see. 
obviously he was working there during OTAs, but there's so little contact during OTAs, it was near impossible to get a read on that. Um, I think we'll get a better read of it, you know, of course, in the regular season and preseason, but training camp, I think, is going to be our first good glimpse at what Baron Browning looks like on the edge. Um, and I've heard some rumblings that it's really, really impressive, but I want to see it for myself. So I think that's top. And then, you know, number two, maybe that Cadence Stearns Kareem Jackson battle. I think that's going to be a great watch as well. How about Nick Bonito? What are you expecting out of him? What are your hopes? Uh, what have you heard and seen already? I'm very curious about this kid. What about Bonito? Yeah, you know, I, I think the expectations for Bonito this year, if you're a Broncos fan, um, is that he is going to be an awesome designated pass rusher. Uh, you know, in obvious pass rushing situations, you'll see him get thrown in there and he can be, uh, uh, I don't know, like a closing pitcher. You know, he's not going to pitch a lot, but when he comes in, he's going to get the job done. That, that's kind of what I think you're hoping to see from Benito. Um, I think there's a good chance, just looking at the injury history of Chubb and Gregory, um, mm -hmm. there's a good chance that Benito is forced to you know, it forced into a bigger role at some time yeah. this season. And when that happens, the big question I think for Broncos country is, um, can he stand up in the run game? You know, I, I don't think you're expecting him to be an elite run defender in year one, but uh, you're hoping that he's not a liability because he, he really struggled in that, uh, uh facet in Oklahoma. Um, I think it's something he absolutely can progress on, but I'm curious to see how that looks, um, in year one. Uh, as for uh, what I've seen so far, again, it's just so hard. I, I honestly haven't seen much of the edge rushers during OTAs. I, it's been so hard to get a read on them because of how uh, uh, limited contact is. So that's one of the position groups I'm most um, fascinated to watch this coming week. Um, and yeah, I think I think Broncos country is just going to see a really exciting uh, pass rusher in Nick Benito. He's not going to play a lot of snaps, but when he's on the field, um, he, he's... He's an explosive player and uh, 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 very impactful. Last question. I know you have to prepare for your next duty, but uh, last question. You could just make it as long or as short as you want. Uh, barring an injury, knock on woods, hopefully no injuries, do you see the Broncos making any, uh, any big roster moves, any trades during training camp? Is there something else they still want to address? And like I said, let's assume no bad injuries. If there's a terrible injury somewhere, they might go get it. But do you think this is pretty much the roster that the Broncos will work with? I get the... Personally, yes. I believe that's the case. I don't think it should be the case, though. Um, you know, now maybe something changes. They see him out on the field during training camp and uh, they don't like what they see and they make an adjustment and, and maybe that's what they're waiting for. But I think the inside linebacker position has a glaring hole right now. Um, okay. Now that you've taken Baron Browning out of it, I like uh, the starting tandem of Josie Jewell and Jonas Griffith. I feel really confident Griffith is going to win that battle with Alex Singleton. Um, and then Alex Singleton, I think, is a fine number three. You know, once he enters the lineup, you're going to have some coverage question marks. Um, and then after him, it drops off a cliff. This uh, last year, they went, you know, I think four ish deep at inside linebacker. Um, and we saw what happened uh, uh, once they suffered some injuries at the position. I could argue that it lost them the Browns game, how beat up they were uh, at the linebacker position, and the Browns could just run all over them. Uh, uh, it looks bad. They're like, <laughs> they go two and a half deep this year instead of four uh, deep. And I am, I'm really, really concerned about that. I would love to see them uh, sign someone. And if they don't sign someone, that's another position to watch in camp because it's like, 
someone has to step up, um, yeah. whether it be Sternod or Kadofi Wright or Barrington Wade. Um, but there's a lot of UDFAs and, and you know, late draft picks that maybe haven't lived up to expectations in that towards the back end of that inside linebacking room. And either they need to sign someone or someone needs to step up. Zach Sugars, everybody. Thanks a lot, Zach, my friend. Have a great day, brother. Thank you, David. Have a great one, man. You got it. Zach Seegers with My Life Sports. Check out all his stuff on our website, mylifesports.com. Making the turn here, folks. We're on the ninth green. Come on back. My Life Sports.